Well, good morning, church family. It's so good to see you this morning. Happy Resurrection Sunday. We're so glad to be together to be celebrating not just the death, but the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. He is our only hope. I love that line that we've just been singing, Jesus Christ, our living hope. What an epic and glorious line in a season that we're currently facing right now. It's such a key message for us. And so this morning, I wanted to talk a little bit about Jesus being our living hope and him being the resurrection from the dead. You know, we are in a time right now where as humanity, we're looking for hope. We're looking to the end of this virus. We're looking to an end to all the deaths and the destruction. And we're believing God for a great move for many people to come to know him. But Jesus is our hope. He's our only hope. He's humanity's only hope. He's your only hope. So I want to take a moment to read from uh, a passage in the Bible from 1 Peter chapter 1. For those of you that are not familiar with your Bibles, they'll be uh, on the screen as we uh, read it just now. But I'm going to read here from verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who is by, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. I just take a moment to unpack that right now. I want us to know that the ground and the very soil, the bedrock of God's uh, of this living hope is God's very love. God is love, the Bible says, and he is such a loving and kind and merciful God. He is full of grace and truth. And, and so he has caused us, those of us that know him, to be born again. What does that mean? Well, that's the Bible's shorthand for actually uh, receiving what God has done for us on the cross in Christ, where we we ha where Jesus died on the cross, took our sin upon himself, took the depravity of our human condition, took all of our shame upon himself, and then uh, was uh, resurrected back to life. And in his resurrection, we have been joined with him, united with him, so that now the Bible says we are new creations. We have a new nature. We're now free from the depravity of the human condition, and we're now in included in the life of God. And so Jesus has come through his death and then his resurrection. You know, his resurrection is so important for us because if he had died uh, only, it would have been that we would have had our sins forgiven. But his resurrection means that his life has now become our life and its glorious truth. And so he is our living hope. What is this living hope that he's caused us to be born again into? That living hope is an eternal relationship with love himself. What a glorious inheritance, an eternal relationship with love himself. And he is our living hope. You know, and in this season, there's lots of questions for us, aren't there? Where is our hope? Is our hope in our job? Is our hope in our economy? Is our hope in our way of life, the American dream? Is our hope in our finances? Is our hope in our health? 
Is our hope in our family? In our, is our hope in our friendships? Is our hope in our good deeds? All of these things really at the moment are shaking and we're not sure where our hope is. And I want you to know, church family, those of you that don't know Jesus, those of you that have already accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ is our living hope. And I love that. And so what is this inheritance? Well, this inheritance that he's given us is an eternal relationship with love himself. And I love how the, it goes on to say in verse 4, this inheritance is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. What does that mean? Well, imperishable, it means it goes on forever. The, the, the invitation is that the Lord has given us, uh, through his death and his resurrection, a, rela a relationship that lasts through all eternity, where we get to know him and be loved by him. The second thing is it's undefiled, which means it can't be spoilt. There's nothing that can get in the way of that. The third thing is it's unfading. It never wanes in its strength. It's kept in heaven for us, this eternal relationship with Jesus, but not just in heaven for when we die, but to experience right now, because the Bible says with Jesus's resurrection that those of us that believe in him have now been ascended and glorified and stand seated with Christ, with him in the heavenly places. And so we're experiencing the reality of that relationship, the living relationship with love right now. God is with us. Uh, and I love that. And then it goes on to say um, that it's kept in heaven for us. And then God who is in heaven is also guarding us. Verse five, it says, by God's power, we're being guarded through faith. God's power is guarding you and I. He's making sure, he's got all of heaven focused on making sure that we maintain and continue in that glorious relationship with him, the eternal inheritance uh, with him uh, in this eternal relationship of love. And that means this, no virus, no hardship, no difficulty, the Bible says, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. This beautiful truth that is our hope. God, the eternal one, the good one, the one who sits above all things, he is with us all of the time. And that's such a beautiful truth. You know, and at this time, we're conscious that there are many people that are suffering, many people that have uh, lost their lives through this terrible virus. They're suffering with sickness. They're suffering maybe with job losses. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of uh, things that we're not sure about. We're not even sure, you know, whether April 30th, for those of us in Durham and April 17th or whatever it has been in Wake County, whether that's even going to be, uh, a, a, you know, a day where we can get out of our houses. There's so much uncertainty. What's life going to look like and we I certainly don't have the answers um, what I but what I do know is this that we're in this together but not just together corporately but that God is with us all of the time and so here's here's the message of hope this this weekend uh, for this Easter this resurrection su Sunday is take heart Jesus said take heart in this world you will have trouble but take heart for I have overcome the world. He is with us and he's overcoming and he's taking care of us. And he's good. He's always good. And here's the truth that we need to lay hold of, that we don't let our circumstances dictate how good he is. Don't let our circumstances determine whether we think he's good or not. Trust him. 
And then the, Peter, he goes on to say this, in this you rejoice. Obviously in this time, there's a lot of sadness and we're not talking about rejoicing in this trial. What we're talking about, what Peter's saying is rejoice in the hope that we have. Rejoice in the fact that Jesus is our living hope and that God is always with us. And, and though we're, right now we are going through some trials and who knows how much worse it's going to get, only the Lord knows. But what I do know is this, it hasn't taken God by surprise. He's, he hasn't promised us that we would not go through issues of life. What he's promised us is that he's always going to be with us as we go through these issues of life and he is overcoming. And so he's promising that he will fulfill his purpose and that his will will prevail, which is a good thing. Okay, so even though we are being shaken, it's not a surprise to God. So what Peter's saying here is allow the time, allow this season to allow the Holy Spirit to refine you. Take the moment to allow God to refine your attitudes, your faith, your belief. This is a time that we're going to see God refining us and purifying us and bringing us out the other side with a faith that is of pure gold. It's not a surprise to, to him. And he has an inheritance. He has an inheritance in us and he has an inheritance in the nations. And Jesus will be glorified. The promise of this is this, that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, just like the waters cover the sea. And that we are those that carry the, the love of God. And so just moving on to verse eight, Peter says this, though you haven't seen him, you love him. Though you now don't see him, you believe in him. And the truth is for many of us, for most of us, actually, we've never seen Jesus with our eyes, and, but we love him. And that's the, that's the key for us is to keep hold of faith in this season, that we keep our eyes fixed upon him, that we love him with all of our being. And even now that we don't see him now, in other words, there are things that are going on in this world that we can't understand. There are things that are happening, people that are dying, economies that are uh, in difficulty, jobs that are being lost, and, and we can't see the hand of God right now as he's working fully. We don't get to see the full perspective. But what Peter is saying here is hold on to him, believe in him, believe him, love him. I, Church family, I want you, I want to just keep challenging us. And I feel the Lord challenging my own heart. Are we keeping our eyes fixed upon him? Are we loving him? Are we cherishing him? Are we waking up in the morning to worship him? Are we giving him at least an hour of our day? Are we doing something, not to be legalistic, but giving him some time in this season of quiet or rest for some of us? I know many of us are actually flat out, particularly for our healthcare workers, and we bless you even in that, in the busyness to find the internal rest of heaven, but that you would find the love of God in this moment. But not just to find the love of God, but to stay connected to believing in him. Him. but trust in the Lord for he is good and he will take care of us no matter what our circumstances no matter what our difficulties lay hold of him believe in him take hold of faith and then finally what Peter says is this you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory and I love that phrase joy inexpressible you know the the kingdom of God Paul says is righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit is with us to hold us in faith the Holy Spirit is with us to hold us in the love of God the Holy Spirit is with us to release this joy that's inexpressible what is that well Psalm uh, 46 says this there's a river that make glad the streams of God the city of God and it's the joy in his 
presence, Psalm 16 says, is joy forevermore. Jesus is the joyful one. He was anointed with the oil of gladness above all of his peers. And so right now, not, not that we take a triumphal approach over what's going on. No, even in the challenges, what we experience is joy inexpressible and full of glory. And um, and I, 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 you know, I just want us to, to believe this, that we are going to be saved. We are going to be healed. We are going to be delivered. One final scripture I want to use just to wrap it up. And, uh, and it's this, that Romans says this, that God is the source of our hope. God himself is the God of hope. And he will fill us so completely that there will be such an overflow, a welling up of joy and peace as we believe. So the key is we're going to believe. But as we believe, the God of hope is going to fill us to completeness with joy and peace. In fact, he's going to fill us so full that we are going to overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit overflow with hope that the Holy Spirit he is here today and with us every day, every moment of every day to fill us and to make us complete with his joy and his peace as we believe, as we put our faith in him and that it's going to overflow not just in our lives but to the lives of everyone around us. He is our living hope. Jesus is our living hope and we have a great hope in him. You know, and I'm conscious as I've been as I've been speaking that there will be some of you that won't don't, don't actually know Jesus as their living hope. Duncan, uh, at the beginning, uh, at the end of worship, gave us an opportunity to to, to pray and to and to uh, to seek the Lord for salvation. But I want to give another opportunity right now. If you don't know the living hope, if you're not sure where your hope actually is, I want to invite you to put your hope now in Christ Jesus to make Him your Lord and Savior if you haven't done so already. We want to give you that opportunity. So if you want to pray once more with me, pray this. Jesus, I thank you that you are living. This Easter, I recognize not just your death, but your resurrection. And I want you to be my living hope. And so I invite you into my heart. And I ask you that you would wash me from my sins and you would uh, give me hope for my future and that you would fill me with joy and peace by the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. And if you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family. Welcome to the living hope. It's so good to not put your hope in other things, temporary things that will disappear, but you've put your hope in the eternal living God, the God who is the glorious Holy Spirit. And so we bless you and we love you. You know, right now we're going to take an opportunity to, uh, to celebrate this hope. One of the ways that we can express our hope is actually to take communion together. And, and in so doing, we're feasting our eyes, uh, are fix, fixing our eyes upon him and feasting on his life. So I want to give you a moment, those of you that are at home, uh, well, that's all of you really, isn't it? To, uh, to go and get some uh, juice and some crackers, some wine and some bread, whatever it might be. We're going to take some time right now to share communion together. And what we're going to do is we're going to express our living hope, the eternal love relationship that we have with love himself, the great God of, uh, uh, of the universe and the Lord and Savior of our lives. And so we're going to fix our eyes on him. So communion is, a, is an opportunity to actually 
feast on the flesh of Jesus. That sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? But what that basically means is it's metaphorical, obviously not literal, but when we're taking the body, that the bread, what we're taking is that, Jesus said, is, is uh, symbolic of him. It's in remembrance of him. And when we drink the juice or the wine, we're taking his blood. Again, it's symbolic, what it, what, it's not, but it's not just symbolic. It's symbolic of his death and his resurrection, but there's also a depth of, of uh, of mystery, if you like, within it, that actually when we do this, take bread and the wine together, we're actually somehow feasting upon the life and the glory of God, and we're celebrating that. So I want us to take that together. And so on the night that Jesus was, you know, was going to go to the cross, he took the bread and he broke it. So right here, I have some bread, and he he took the bread and he broke it, and he said, "This is my body broken for you." Do this in remembrance of me. And so let's just take a moment to remember Jesus, to fix our eyes upon him and say, thank you, Jesus, that you're our living hope. And as we eat together, uh, we're going to say thank you. So Jesus, thank you for your body that was broken for us. Thank you that your life is our life. Thank you that as we eat this, we're feasting upon you, that your life truly is our life and you're our living hope and we remember you today, and we celebrate your goodness, and we declare you are our living hope. I realize that if I eat this, it's gonna just be really crunchy into the microphone, so I'm gonna eat mine afterwards, just to save your ears. <laughs> I'm gonna take the wine of the juice. Jesus said, this is the, the, the wine uh, uh, of the new covenant in my blood. What does that mean? It means that God has taken us out of a place of having to follow him by rules and regulations and he's brought us into a relationship where he now dwells on the inside of us where he lives with us where he empowers us and he is everything that we need and so we this this living hope that we have is fixed on two sure things it's fixed upon the promises of god and it's fixed upon the blood of jesus and the body of jesus and so let's drink together Jesus, we thank you for your body. We bless you. We thank you for your blood. We bless you. We thank you that you set us free from all of our sins. Thank you that you brought us into newness of life. And as we wrap up here, what I want to invite you to as a family, where you are together, if you're, as you're taking communion, just take a little longer, linger. Don't, when, this, when this finishes, right, you know, as we, as we close out this live, uh, this webcast, Carry on feasting upon Jesus. Take a moment as a family to enjoy him together. Lay hands on each other. Pray for him. Pray. Pray Romans 15, 13, that the God of hope would fill them with joy and peace in believing that by the power of the Holy Spirit, they would abound in hope. Pray for the joy inexpressible to fall upon them. That's our prayer. And we bless you right now as you are receiving communion together. We bless you with joy inexpressible, the glory of God, the joy that carries the glory of heaven. We bless you in Jesus' name. Be filled with that glory. Walk in that joy, uh, which is not circumstantial, but it's based on our relationship with Jesus. Enjoy him, feast upon him, take the rest of the day, enjoy Resurrection Sunday, be blessed, we love you. Thank you for joining us. God bless you all. Be filled with joy inexpressible.